With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is a giant company like Microsoft paying or gifting to a, a super big rich guy? Like Microsoft is rich beyond reason. You like, should be doing that to like foster homes or soup kitchen yeah give give a refrigerator <laughs> an xbox series x refrigerator to the soup kitchen <laughs> i needed a new backpack for school but thanks what? for this refrigerator this is a good place to keep my moon milk <laughs> Here's five free codes to raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Dew and double XP for Call of Duty. And then get Halo. Dude, we just came up with a really good comedy bit. <laughs> oh, yes. milk. But my name's Chad Chatterton and I'm from Microsoft. <laughs> if you donate just 50 Xbox a day. I'm down here at Skid Row. What do you feel about the new FIFA? Crack! <laughs> <laughs> Got some it's crack from my veins. <laughs> um, yeah, no, give money to homeless shelters, people, and um, also stop buying Yeezys. They're not that great. And they're no, but, really expensive. You got to remember, Travis Scott got like a free PlayStation Five like three weeks ago. And he got his Big Mac. Yeah. Got his own meal that he can just roll up the... Yeah, I like the Travis Scott meal, and it's for free. I like the me. Yeah, for free. (laughs) To be fair, if you go to McDonald's enough, they'll give you the Brandon Cade. They'll start start naming fast food items (laughs) for you. I mean, Jeff Pizza did that for me. Do you remember that, guys? Every time I just remember know. sitting there with you until three in the morning because you're like, no, just wait. In like two minutes, they're going to start giving out dollar slices. <laughs> Joe, it's it's Monday. No, no, no. Hold on. We got to wait. They, did. they gave me an entire pizza for five bucks, a 20 incher. You always can get a. <laughs> no, you can't get a 20 incher from Jess for five bucks. Ever. Yeah, but you can get a. Fu- Anyway, enough pizza talk. Mm. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Popcorn Social Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Gary Mart. Along with me, like always, are my co-hosts, Patrick Larson. Yo! Brandon Cade. Hi, people, corn people. Joe Menick. Yo, yo, yo! A very exciting episode. We're finally getting back on schedule after our special episode, Halloween episode where we spooky films so technically no. it's still how pre well the whole month of october is halloween for me it's technically still pre-halloween when we're recording but who knows the world might end tomorrow yeah that's speaking what I, of that's canada what did uh ryan reynolds is from there did and Patrick he ever voted. gave his review on hubie halloween i love no, gary cut me off he said oh, okay. you can't okay because I've seen it twice now. 
As have You've I. You've seen it twice? As mm-hmm. have I. Oh, God. Brandon, I didn't think it was that good. Two times now. What's that? Said, when did you find time to watch a Dose Timeouts? I uh, watched it like Dose a week now. ago. Yeah, and I watched it with my mom. Oh, did she like it? Yeah. She likes every Adam Sandler movie except for Jack and Jill. That movie was the worst. No one likes that movie, right, Gary? Pixels was kind of terrible as well, but... Still haven't seen it. The Emoji Movie deserved awards. Yes, the Emoji Movie was great. Standing ovation for the poop emoji. Standing O. Gary? Continue, Gary. I'm going to cut all that out. Our film for today is Brandon's pick is 1995 movie heat crime drama thriller <laughs> oh yeah a group of professional bank robbers start to feel the heat from police when they unknowingly leave a clue at their latest heist directed and written by michael mann stars al pacino robert de niro val kilmer john voight tom sizemore ashley judd and who is my favorite? Uh, yeah, Natalie Portman. Um, do not say she's hot, Joe. <laughs> I did not, did I? Who's <laughs> your favorite? Oh, you one? wanted to. <laughs> and uh, Wes Studi, who is my favorite villain actor of all time, and we'll actually get to why in just a second nice. when we do do our main review of Heat. Before that, we do have some quick hits. Where we usually talk about movie news, top box office, and any quick reviews that we may have. We do have a couple quick reviews. I will humor you guys and um, bastardize my podcast with your talks of the new Adam Sandler film, QB Halloween. Your podcast? And you do edit it. So thanks, Gary. Um, And uh, yeah. I also watched the second Borat movie. So mm, oh, I'm excited on. to hear that review. And yeah. That, I might as well go ahead first. Uh, yeah. Borat, subsequent movie film, uh, stars Sasha Baron Conan, uh, as well as insert actors here. Other people. <laughs> Matthew uh, starts. It's mostly, you know, obviously just Borat, but he also has a compatriot, um, just like the last film, and that was his, who plays his daughter, Maria Baklava, 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 (laughs) who plays Tudar, uh, his daughter that he finds out pretty early on in the movie that he has, um, directed by Jason Walloner. Uh, honestly written by Sasha Baron Cohen but uh, the plot uh, pretty much he is uh, a loser in his country because of the bad reputation from the first film and he's sent back to the US to uh, cozy up to the Oval Office uh, by giving them a gift Uh, but uh, instead uh, his daughter winds up coming along, and they go on a road trip uh, to give <laughs> a 
porn monkey to Mike Pence. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was uh, really good. I think is I thought it was pretty great. Um, very funny, very cringe inducing, like really bad. Like on a scale of one to ten, like a nine. Um, wow. But uh, yeah, it it's obviously very uh, much a narrative of the U.S. right now uh, amidst COVID, amidst the election and the polarity of those topics. Um, and so he interviews some uh, interesting people. And uh, I'll just leave it at that. But I don't know. This made I I I like this film. I actually watched the first Borat uh, after watching this because Paxson hadn't seen it, and I honestly don't know if I had seen it from uh and uh, front to end. Uh, so yeah, and actually made me appreciate that film as well. Because back when it first came out, we were stupid high schoolers, and we just would do random quotes from the movie and didn't realize what it was actually saying um doesn't he try to kidnap pamela anderson in the first one he does wind up kidnapping <laughs> pamela anderson in the first one and there is a climax like this that is very much being talked about right now and uh, involving rudy giuliani um and so yeah you'll definitely should watch that it'll leave like a bad taste in your mouth but not for borat obviously for denizens of the us of a so would recommend everyone i'm sure you guys will laugh a lot too yep and it where is that movie streaming it's Gary? on prime video it's free as so is the first one if you have amazon prime nice yeah yeah um gonna move on to hubie halloween um the new adam sandler film Go ahead, guys. <laughs> Patrick, you want to go first? You saw it first. I did see it first. Yeah, Patrick, go first. And I recommended it to everybody else except for Gary. Even Gary. But Gary no, he did recommend it to everyone. Um, I would say it's uh, closer akin to uh, Adam Sandler's older movies with a little mix of um, like Hotel Transylvania kind of stuff. Um you know, like, it, I, I would recommend it to people who enjoy his classicer stuff and, like, his new, some of his newer stuff. Obviously not all of it, but some of it. Um, yeah, I would, I would say it was, it was better than lukewarm for Adam Zandler. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It was funny. Made me laugh. I agree with you, Patrick. So, Hubie Halloween was pretty funny. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It uh, was not as funny as Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison or just go with it style. But it was kind of up there with like Mr. Deeds and um, Little Nicky and stuff like that. Like I did really enjoy it. But yeah, I mean, you know, you can just uh, imagine the, you know, the cast that's in it. And um, all the little quirky jokes that they're doing and all the little stupid jokes that they're doing, but still make you laugh. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's all I had. Brandon? I, <clears throat> as I mentioned in the beginning, it, I don't know if it'll make it into the pod, but I've, I've seen it twice already. I enjoyed it. I agree with Patrick that it's a little more like an older style Adam Sandler. He plays a 
similar character to what he did in kind of like the water boy. Like he means well in most everything that he does and he ends up being the butt of the joke to a lot of people. Um, I love Halloween. So that alone made me enjoy it because it is very Halloween themed and takes place all around Halloween. Um, but in the, in the end, it does have a really positive message that um, I feel like people can get a little bit out of more than just a goofy Adam Sandler movie, but talks kind of talks on the topic of bullying and how like, you know, mainly whenever people are bullying other people, it's like, what's the point? What are you really getting out of that? So yeah, Gary, I think you might even enjoy it a little bit for all the parts that you're going to hate. The end message might be, might be worth it for you. Um, Especially Hubie's mom. You're going to love her. <laughs> yeah, and all of her shirts. <laughs> 50 cents. <laughs> she has a shirt I... that says boner donor. So, right and up your alley, Gary. If you can read this, you're in range of fart. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're in fart range. <laughs> oh, great. Um, I, yeah, maybe. I Gary, let's watch it together, Gary. Um, I think we need I to watched start watching some movies together, like Mystery Science Theater style. Yeah, but I know some pretty wild and funny movies for that. Ooh, can we do, like, dinner in a movie like they used to do on the old, like, USA channel or uh, whatever it was? There was, like, dinner in a movie. Oh, I forgot about that. They do, like, like a cooking show. That, Gary. I'll cook, and then you guys do the dinner or the movie part. Are we still talking about Ralphie? Yeah. Did you also know that Ralphie was in Stuart Little? No, no. not Ralphie. Nope, that wasn't Ralphie. That's nope. a, Jonathan. Yeah. Jonathan so we're going to move on to our <laughs> main review segment, which, like I mentioned, is Heat. Um, this is Brandon's pick, so we'll start with yeah. him as far as our initial discussion and spoiler-free section. We, of course, will let you know we'll report uh, encroaching upon spoiler territory so brandon why did you pick this had you seen this before what did you think of it of heat i had not seen this before the only reason i i've had it on dvd for several years and just never watched it i have a couple of those movies still that i'm meaning to get to but yeah, I thought this was a good time to finally watch it. The reason I bought it initially was because of a Dane Cook bit where he talks about having a monkey that he does um, crime sprees with. Uh, there is no monkey in this movie, spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, so it's just been sitting on my shelf, and I've been really wanting to watch it. I have kind of a list of movies that I'd like to watch with you guys for the podcast, and that's one that's been on that list for a while. Um it is definitely regarded as probably one of the like great heist movies, uh, especially with two like powerhouse actors of the time of Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. And yeah, I just I thought I would like it. So that's why I picked it. And upon watching it, pick. I enjoyed it. I thought maybe it was a little long, but at the end of the day, it was it was a really good movie. I'm glad I picked it. I will definitely watch it again. I recommend it to the Brandons of the world. Joe, I'm going to go with you next. Had you watched it before? What would you think of it? 
Um, so I'm pretty sure I had seen bits and pieces of this movie. Um, little little tidbit for y'all. My mom is in love with Al Pacino and has been ever since uh, she was young. Um, oh, yeah. Her famous, famous quote is, Honey, I'm going to have a spectacular night with him just once, and I will come home a millionaire. He will die, and I will take all of his money. He will die after one night of passionate yes. lovemaking. Yes, that is literally what she <laughs> said. And my dad goes, do it, honey. I'll train you. I'll do whatever. Let's go. Let's do this. And weird, but funny anyways. So I, um, yes, yeah, so I'm pretty sure I had seen some of this movie. Um, we had TNT and TBS on and even Amer- or, uh uh, Turner Classic Movies and also the American Movie Classics Network, whatever. So, um, only The Walking Dead. Always had movie channels on as a kid. So, pretty sure I had seen this movie, um, or at least some of it. And uh, I did really enjoy it. Um, it's yeah, I mean, kind of like what Brandon said. It uh, it is revered as one of the um, greater um, heist type movies. Um, yeah, and it, it was uh, it kind of kept you on your toes quite a bit. Um, and I, I did really enjoy that aspect. Um, all the character or the actors, I should say, that was in the movie was actually pretty impressive. I mean, I, I you know, watching it as a kid and then watching it as an adult, it's two different things. For one, when you're an adult, you recognize more actors and actresses than you do, obviously, as a child. So kind of looking at it from that scope, it was really cool to see all the other actors and actresses. And and um, yeah, it's just it was a it was a great movie. And I do um, I do uh, recommend this for all the Joes of the world. Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So I had seen Heat before, but um, probably when I was like seven years old, and I don't remember much of it. Um, but I thought it was really freaking good, which on the Gary scale is like just below pretty great. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think at times, and maybe throughout this discussion, I'll be bumping it up to pretty friggin' great. Um, but the Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Val Kilmer, um, I'll probably ask you guys this question pretty soon, but I think it was at the peak of their, like a, a balance of maturity and obviously like age, both just like experience wise and of the characters while still like being like Robert De Niro was able to be like an action hero still. And then Val Kilmer, you know, he was pretty hot shit in the 90s. There's a couple of good films. But okay. as far as, like, the role that he should be, should be playing, like, the third guy, I think it's, like, perfect uh, for him. Um, yeah, most of the characters are warranted, but the story is a bit convoluted. Um, but in the end, um, and I mentioned this with Sleepy Hollow, actually, but, like, as long as you know what's happening in the end, um, then it doesn't really matter. You know how it came together um, and settled. So, 
Yeah, pretty long. Like Brandon said, seemed to be more of like a mini series. The the it followed a weird kind of flow. Uh, there had, it seemed like it had multiple climaxes, um, which I guess a lot of movies technically do. There's a lot of fight scenes, but it, it was different than this one. Um, and yeah, I love the dichotomy of the two uh, lead characters and how similar while different they are. So. Um, yeah, I would absolutely recommend it to anyone, including the Garys of the world. All right, we'll end with uh, Patrick. Yeah, I had not seen this movie before. Um, you know, just one of those that missed my radar. Uh, that my, my parents never had, um, you know, the movie growing up, so I, I never saw it eventually or otherwise. Um, I really, really enjoyed the film. Um, and yeah, just I would recommend it to the Patrick's of the world out there. It's really good. In your guys' eyes, like, do you, I don't know, let's talk a little bit about the roles of Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, like the guys themselves, too. Um, Joe said that Al Pacino's playing a similar character. I think El Pacino has a bit more range than Robert De Niro in my eyes. I don't know if I've ever seen Robert De Niro not play Robert De Niro, really. Um, <laughs> and that's um, No, he pretty much played that character, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Honestly, the most not Robert De Niro that I've seen him be was... Dirty Grandpa. Um, <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. I was going to say the talk show host in Joker. Oh. Like he was a little more goofy. Yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah, he just has such a presence about him at this point. Like he would have had to do it earlier in his career. He looks like he did. he's doing an impression of Robert De Niro, but he is Robert <laughs> De Niro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's my impression. <laughs> With his crinkly eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah, but in my my eyes, like this is like I said, as far as performance and like character wise, I think this is like peak for me. Like my favorite Al Pacino role, my favorite favorite Robert De Niro role. Um, just because one, they complement off each other really well. No, no one seems to be trying. Al, Al Pacino technically is is listed higher, so he is the main main character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's pretty pretty equal, and I don't feel like they're trying to top each other just trying to like trying to work a badass in their realm within the same world what do you guys think yeah i i somewhat agree i would say al pacino's character is a little bit more over the top he has more in more moments where he i don't know just kind of is a little extra i would say i mean technically he was well I think Elvin admitted that his his character, probably him too, was on a lot of coke. So like, oh, I saw that in the trivia that it like they kind of left that part out, but <laughs> there was an early version that he had like a coke addiction. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Al, Al Pacino or his character? Al Pacino's character. Oh, okay. Probably Al Pacino too. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, the the research that goes into his characters, you know, the character actors. Yeah, I mean, Brandon, <laughs> a lot of times they got to do the coke if there's supposed to be 
somebody who's acting like somebody doing the coke. So All right, Al Pacino, this next movie, you're an ice cream man. <laughs> this movie's going to be on Cartoon Network. He's All right. Got to <laughs> some <right>. coke. <laughs> I'm 400 pounds. What? <laughs> and I uh, ate three cartons of fudge ripple. Joe, this is going to break your heart a little bit, but, I mean, Carrie Fisher is a prin- princess, a queen. Rest in peace. But there's a scene in Star Wars where she's, like, putting her hand on, on Han Solo's shoulder while in the Millennium Falcon, and you can see that her one of her nails is a Coke nail. It's, like, longer than the others. Oh, so yeah. you no, can I scoop up the, the Coke and put it in your nostrils. Anyway. Anyways, the 70s and 80s, that was all about the Coke, okay? We're fine. Um, this was in 95, so... But that <laughs> the grunge era. More Coke. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, we're going to... Uh, I, I was looking through the, the, the questions, and they have, and they're pretty much all spoiler-related. So uh, everyone recommends it. If you haven't watched it, please go watch it and come back here. Uh, we're gonna have some great talks. Um, otherwise, spoilers. Plot of Heat, right? Um, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer are a seasoned crew. Who Rob Banks and Al Pacino is a seasoned detective that chases down big baddies. Something goes wrong, of course. Uh, in their latest heist when you start the movie. And then Al Pacino tries to track him down. It's a game of cat and mouse. That's about it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, Good episode, what, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just pretty crazy because it is almost three hours. Like I said, it was kind of like a mini-series. Um, probably could have been trimmed a good 20 minutes um because there are a lot of characters that it introduces and then kills off almost like a television show um they probably could have taken one or two of those out but for the most part it flowed well and it was an interesting premise that's like been done before um i'm sure i mean robert de niro's been in similar movies before (laughs) definitely but Brandon, what is your what is your first uh, question? I feel like it kind of summarizes the movie. So my first thought when watching it was <clears throat> it felt like it was like a Grand Theft Auto V, the movie, because a lot of the characters are very similar to those in the Grand Theft Auto V video game. And it kind of follows that same premise, like this old seasoned um bank robber has like takes a couple new people under his wing and things go wrong and yada 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 um so uh and actually the very first heist in the movie that does kind of go wrong and and then you follow it from there is pretty much an exact copy of a heist in grand theft auto 5 that you do in the story mission obviously gta 5 is copying heat uh but yeah i was just wondering am i Am I alone in feeling it? Am I looking too deep into that? Or did you guys kind of have a similar feeling when you were watching it? No, I I, I had like a similar feeling of that too. Um, you know, in the 90s, yeah, I was all about Walker, Texas Ranger and a bunch of other like crime fighting or 
other TV shows too. So things like this was of the regular. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I honestly, everything you said basically summed up what I was going to say as well. Like it, it literally just reminded me of that, but like a really well put together, you know, I, I enjoyed how they did it because it was actually very smart. You know, they are, yeah, that's all I can really say. Like I enjoyed how they, you know, put them in bags and they looked real classy when they came out and, you know, obviously they were still carrying guns. So I was kind of like, well, you guys are kind of stupid for that. <laughs> yeah. They but, did not make them. No, they didn't really like feel that, but like, you know, <laughs> and then they just start shooting a lot. And I was like, fuck, like it was really, really intense. But um, yeah, no, it, it basically was when I get into Grand Theft Auto and they're just like, guys will take the heat. <laughs> and I start shooting. Oops. I yeah. died. So yeah, it did. It you were not alone on that one, Brandon. So when I think GTA, GTA Five specifically, um, I think you know of all the humor in it and like over the topness. But you're right, there are like as far as the main story plot, there's some serious moments, and definitely the combat. Yeah, like how they moved in just their attire. Uh, definitely Rockstar like took from Heat. Oh, um, totally. Like the wearing suits when robbing the bank and yeah masks um, and yeah like yeah. matching masks fact that there was a little bit of at least a getaway car um not necessarily like car chases but what'd you think patrick uh yeah like robert nero was pretty much spot on michael i uh didn't see a trevor character though biggest i'd trevor. say it'd just be the yeah, g- you, you, crazy dude, dude that like yeah messed it totally up trevor the no, he wasn't. Up. He wasn't over the top enough. That's I mean, he wasn't running around in his underwear. Though. Like you, if Trevor like slits someone's throat, like you expect it with this guy, you're like, hmm. Oh, he yeah. was just, he was just bashing people's heads in. Um, my next question was before you watched it, maybe I don't know if you'd seen any trailers or anything. Um, because none. Gary, you said you had seen it when you were young. Joe, you might have as well. Patrick, you never did. Um, before you watched it, who did you think was the cop and who was the robber out of between De Niro and Pacino? I, I feel like I definitely thought it was exactly the way it went. Um, pretty much like I don't. I mean, I've we've obviously seen Pacino and. And um, like Scarface and, and, and stuff like that, where he's kind of, you know, the villain and whatnot. But like I pretty much knew that he was um, like pretty much like 98 percent confident that he was the detective or at least the good guy in it. Um, and then, yeah, Robert De Niro, just because like Robert De Niro does kind of have that like mobster feel and kind of I should say spice to his like natural character in a way so like he um yeah that's basically how i envisioned it to be right away so yeah that's definitely how i saw it (laughs) okay i i thought they were both bad honestly i didn't even realize until i got closer to watching the movie like that heat meant the cops i thought it was just a i knew it was a crime thriller like right like miami but you you don't Like, for a bank robbing movie, you don't need 
a detective. Like it, it's an it, it, interesting movie. Like either way, but you know what I mean. Like there wasn't, there's enough tension, like just with the general cops mm-hmm. coming that you could, you didn't have to. There usually is, but again, not as big of a presence as Al Pacino. Like he is the main character, so kind of interesting seeing both sides evenly. Patrick, Patrick. what about you? Um, honestly, I didn't watch any trailers beforehand. Um, I didn't, I didn't think of one person being the good guy or being the bad guy. But when they like first introduced their characters, I thought maybe uh, Pacino and De Niro were working together. Um, until like the plot, yeah, until the plot went further along, uh, and then I realized that he was a detective. Um, so yeah. But otherwise, I had I I didn't give much thought to this before watching the movie because I had never seen a trailer. I just went into watching it. Oh man, I thought about that way more than you guys did. Then I th- I thought for sure Pacino was gonna be the bad guy mainly because of him being in Scarface, and I really only knew Robert De Niro from like the Meet the Parents movies, so I expected him to be the good guy and like the the cop, but. Yeah, like I said, I wait. Have that you not seen The there. Irishman? No. Wow, dude, I don't have that kind of time. Out. I had to watch Heat. Yeah, yeah and you watched QB Halloween twice. Yeah. Yep. We didn't grow up with TV, Patrick. <laughs> the Irishman's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. That that statement did like it took a, a second to process, but that, I mean, yeah, you need to need to watch some good old like gangster robert de niro films after this brandon yes i, I gotta get myself educated i mean like when you start with that and then you go to meet the fuckers that's why that's another reason why that movie is funny is because up until that point i'm sure he had done comedies don't at me but like he was regarded as like a gangster oh yeah mm-hmm. crazy you know serious guy and so like being in comedy is a good juxtaposition but uh, so the next question I had was, um, this movie obviously had, to me, what I thought was kind of a cliche story uh, plot, which is bad guy has a code so that he doesn't get caught. Like he's lived by this code forever, and this is why he's never been caught. And then something happened, and bad guy breaks his own code, and then bad guy gets caught slash killed. I feel like it's kind of cliche in newer movies um maybe that maybe it was kind of new at the time for this one but what do you guys think um what did i think about the bad guy code i did i think it was cliche no um or i guess maybe this was another thing that i thought way too much about did you guys think it had that kind of plot at all like that he had a code and he broke his own code like for the girl mainly for the for the girl see i don't think he got caught because of the girl right like um i think he did val kilmer's person kind of did but not or almost did but didn't right Um, he got away yeah yeah but i thought you were talking about de niro i thought you were talking about de niro breaking his own rule to get revenge on um so he, he broke a few of his own rules. He went back to get right. revenge on the one guy, but he also took time out of getting away to go and get the like his girlfriend. And mm-hmm. he told Kilmer earlier in the movie, like, you always have to be 
30 seconds away from being able to leave everything behind and just go when the heat is right around the corner. And then he went and met a girl when he was eating pancakes or something. And then he like risked it all just to go back to get her to come with him. So uh, it is cliche. It's definitely, it wasn't new like that. I, that type of plot line, but it's okay. It's never bad to have a cliche plot as well as you do that plot really well and have good characters. Um, and actually, I kind of prefer that because then I understand what's going on. Um, so, but I, I took it cl- more closely to Patrick where he almost broke the cycle. I mean, there's definitely that for Val Kilmer because he had to let go of the thing he loved um, for the betterment of everyone. But then, but then Robert De Niro, I think he just loved like that world too much and he just needed one more fix. But honestly, was that going to be one more fix? Um, Do you, my question, my counter question to everyone, um, do you really think that it was his last job um, and that he would have ran away with that woman or has he said this before? I think just based on kind of his age and kind of the legacy that he had in the movie about being like this go-to career criminal, I don't think it would have been his last. Maybe for a few years, but definitely not his last. Yeah. And that's kind of in general what I got out of the movie. Um, Is that like... So both characters are pretty identical. They're too devoted to work and unable to conform to like a normal life. And someone, I think his wife said, you live your life with people already deceased. Like he didn't want to leave, you know, like he deep down, you know, knew that. And that's why I meant like, what if he literally had met a woman ran, actually ran away successfully like in after a year or something like so it's kind of maybe a little bit of a stretch but honestly it kind of reminds me of like a batman joker scenario like yeah both of them are just completely committed Mm -hmm. to what they do and they let relationships and basically everything around them kind of fall away because they're just so focused on this one thing like de niro or um pacino's character talks to his current wife because he had had i think three yeah. In the movie, like, that's just his life. Like, his wife definitely comes second to his job. And kind of the same with De Niro's character. Until he met that girl in the diner, maybe she changed him a little bit. But he was still completely committed to just his work. And, like, everything else really didn't matter. Yeah. And I know firsthand the worst thing you could do to a lot of people is take away something that they're good at or like their occupation usually and like retire like it's just impossible um because if you don't have that you don't feel like you have well either value or just right yeah or like that endorphin rush whatever it is there's a few different reasons you might be addicted to your career or non-career if you're a professional bank robber but 
a craft, maybe. <laughs> but I think it's exactly like the Batman and Joker, Brandon. Mm. I think they enjoy it. But... Except Al Pacino will definitely kill people, unlike Batman. Batman kills a lot of people, Brandon. Well, that's for the Batman podcast you episode. <laughs> on screen, Brandon. It, it's <laughs> for the eyes of the viewers. Alfred, I wish Batman would just stun them and then it as it turns out alfred comes in and kills all of them <laughs> like, with a club. <laughs> alfred pennyworth is just like like batman walks away and flies away into the night and alfred comes in and puts on some black rubber gloves he's like the cleanup crew they're <laughs> pouring <laughs> acid on his victims mashed away what He's spraying ammonia to cover up Batman's DNA evidence. (laughs) Gets back to the Batcave. Alfred, I kicked so many butts tonight. (laughs) Well, sir, that just means I have to clean it all up. (laughs) That's several different accents in one. I love that. Shut up, Brandon. (laughs) I have a big question for you guys. Why do we empathize with the bad guy? Like, why was I rooting for Robert De Niro, despite every rational thought in my brain saying, no, he's a terrible person? Like, why do we like to... Well, live? hold on. De Niro's not a terrible person. He was trying to do his job, which was Rob Banks, without <laughs> getting anybody killed. Without anybody getting hurt. Or then he went, he went through the painstaking process. He went through the painstaking process of fundamentally figuring out what he needed to do to get the job done with as little disturbance to anybody else as possible. <laughs> but and then, and then Wayne Grove comes happens. in there and is like, you're fucking looking at me funny. Quit fucking looking at me. And then he fucking pops him off. Like, after the job's done and nothing's going to happen. Yeah, but yeah, then De Niro and, tries to kill him. Yeah. That's not nice. Yeah. Right. Right, but that is because of the link that he has, the the threat that he poses to his his way of life in going back to prison. All right, true, true. And that person deserved to die for the fucking shit he pulled on that oh, job. Look at, see, this is the justification <laughs> right. that, like, the reason, like, why it's it is weird that The Sopranos and other and and The Irishman. I mean, we, you talk, you mentioned that, Patrick, like. That the main character Robert De Niro <laughs> is a terrible, like worst, devilish person, like like just cold blooded killer. But you're you you're made to like him, um, mm-hmm. which is both an interesting like like it's it's very good writing usually that accompanies that. Um, to, to like a character, but it's a weird that they're, they're trying to get us to like a bad guy in the first place, but it works. Cause I know that I was like, maybe this time Robert De Niro will escape and not go back, huh. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so, but like, why, why, why do we like bad guys? I don't know the answer. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like I would think that it has to do with our own, inability to do some of the things that they do in these films that we're rooting for them. Like we can't just go and like rob a bank and, you know, or dodge bullets, put the finger to the man and, you know, like, but that's not, 
I, I, I agree with you 100%. That, that, I think that's why. It's like we want to imagine ourselves with like a bunch of money for little effort. But that's bad. Like that's any... any you, again, Gary, with this little effort, do you not understand how much work goes into robbing a bank? <laughs> then why doesn't he not want rob banks? Why doesn't he just be a business guy? Because oh, robbing a bank has a lot more thrill to it. Because his name is Robert. Plus, so you can go skydiving while doing accounting. They you already know did that. It's called Point make Break. Make like seventy grand a year. He's called Robert wants money, Gary. Robert De Niro. De Niro is. All right, <laughs> All right Gary, Gary. Let me ask you this. <laughs> De Niro means money. <laughs> so Robert is Robin De Niro. Okay, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Gary. If I get twenty-eight kills in Battle Royale Zombies, and you get five, and we come in first, does it matter to you how you got the win, or does it does it matter to you how many kills you got? He's probably more worried about his kills. I don't know. No, he's not. About. No, he's not. Not Gary. I can give a shit about what place we come in. I just like playing with you. See. Maybe that's oh, what Robert De Niro thinks. He like just likes Robert De Niro world. likes the thrill of robbing things. He doesn't care what it is, how big it is, who it is. You're probably right. Rob the homeless guy on the side of the street for his ceramic bowl. But for so, a lot of people, still, regardless, we root for them for doing bad things. We do. I think. I think going back to your question that you asked earlier, though. Like, do you think this would have been his last job? I think that's part of the reason that we root for bad guys, because we get suckered into that. And we're like, nope, this is definitely his last one. And then he's going to straighten out. Like, we just have a we we have it in us that we want to, like, see people change. So maybe that's the reason we root for the bad guy. Like, OK, they just got to do this one last job and then he's going to stop and he's going to turn his yeah. life around. I kind of kind of agree with Brandon on that one because, you know, I was thinking the same. I was like, God, he's a terrible person. I hate him right now. But then, oh, okay, he's gonna go live on the beach with her and and create a beautiful life. Yay! Let's vote for him. And then all of a sudden, don't you do it? Don't you? Do, oh, you're oh no. Okay, he just broke the biggest code. Oh, okay. And then he goes back, and I'm like, what an idiot. Wait, was am me. I the only one that was like? okay with everything he did in that film no but yeah everything yeah everything dude like I the way know. everything plays out there's no other way you could play that without like i mean he could getting have caught he could have left and lived brandon right but i mean honor dude come on <laughs> yeah now. brandon i didn't say anything why like, did you say my name? like wayne wayne grove wayne grove killed machete all right you can't just Danny let that trailer. slide. Yeah. Yeah, you can. All yeah, these people are bad. You're trying to you're trying to justify. You could have made a that's movie the, that's about the eye for the eye mentality. Though. Yeah. Like leaves the whole him, world so hungry. Yep. And I for eye yeah. leaves the whole world hungry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that, that. Let me teach you a lesson, young man. Uh, <laughs> revenge is best served cold. And by cold, I mean not at all. Like, so cold, you wouldn't want to eat it anymore. I'm pretty sure what they mean by cold is that you take a long time. It's like a cold stew. You still have to cook it, and you let it sit until no, it's cold. No, you don't eat it. Or put it in don't the freezer. And then 
like Joe oh. does. You put it in the freezer and then you eat it when it's cold. Excuse me. Revenge is like ice cream, I and you're not supposed put to put anything put in the freezer in seven years. In seven years. Seriously. That's seven years too long. All right. <laughs> seven. No, six years too long. I've oh, learned man. to burn the shit out of my mouth every time I eat anything and everything. Perfect. So he could be it. immune to the I, fire. I don't believe it. He's he's gonna have <laughs> he's gonna have the the waiters at the wedding put his stuff in the freezer before they bring it out to Gary, him. Gary, if you don't drop an album in 2021 called "Immune to the Fire," I'm gonna oh. be so mad. That's the next Skillet album. Already calling it. And one of the songs has to be "Burn the shit out of your mouth." <laughs> and it's gonna go burn, burn, burn your mouth. <laughs> you but I'm immune to the fire. <laughs> immune to the fire. Immune yeah. to the flames. I got, I immune got to the fire and immune to the pain of the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a five finger death punch song. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, why why i still like we there's tons of shows that they they're gonna keep doing it and you want them to keep doing it though brandon like you get a thrill out of that too like yeah you want it at the end eventually because you know has to have it has to end it should end nicely Mm -hmm. like breaking bad and ozark and yes those characters had a motive that was positive um but Wait, still was it, wasn't ozark evil. like just he wanted to stay alive yeah spoilers but he decided ozark. to be in that world in the first place true you know so that's the thing is like no one puts themselves in the situation or they all put themselves in the situation it wasn't an accident unless you're like a child soldier in africa which are, are I, I could have swore he was like forced to do what he did I, I, again, I, I, I've seen every I also episode. Feel... No, so no, he he was an accountant that knew that they were that they were washing money. Uh... It's just that like his partner part... fucked up and took some from the top, and you don't do that with the cartel. Oh no! You always take from the bottom. I've seen that show. You take from the bottom. You take a little bit from the middle. No one notices. <laughs> yeah, just a slice here and there. I feel like another big reason that we root for the bad guy is because we can't do those things in real life. So, like, you can't just go and rob a bank. Like, you're going to ruin your life. So if you can watch a movie and someone else is doing it, you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, do it. Go for it. You can do it. Sometimes I feel weird pulling out my wallet at a bank. Because I feel like they're going to be like, get him! <laughs> First of all, it's 2020. Why do you go to Why a bank? Why are you in a bank? <laughs> because I like to see my money when they pull it out. <laughs> why are you pulling out what? money? Yeah, why are you... Yeah, somebody's you just taking cash? pictures of $100 bills, You literally yo. don't need cash for anything unless you're going to uh, a fair or uh, a food truck. I do like money in my hand. It makes me feel good about myself. Oh boy, it's dirty. I I don't like it at all. I hate money. That's why you rub it in isopropyl alcohol. God, <laughs> what is happening? So right now, now Joe's washing money. So we yeah we found out Joe Ozark. is an underground. Wait, drug you guys don't just throw it in the laundry also, with your pants? Joe, I'm re- I'm rooting for you. 
also that Joe has like a superficial view on on money, and we need to work on that. We need to. It's not. You should be have not to, real. To be fair, to be that is valid. a. To be fair, Joe, that is a good. That is a better way to budget and manage your money to hold it physically. If it's all just digital. It already is digital. How are you going to pay for that Amazon thing without a debit card? He's going to feed bills into his laptop <laughs> CD slot. Garrett. Just go up to the Amazon guy and say, give me one of those and give him a 20. He's just going to photocopy dollar bills. You, can't, you, you can't even do you that. Do that. <laughs> you, you can't even do that in those Amazon stores. They are all cashless, walk in, walk out. They just charge you for what's Jeff in your Bezos bag. and IOU. Jeez, Patrick knows everything about Amazon Prime now. <laughs> he is right, though. Um. So my final question, Gary might have more. Joe and Patrick might have some. I don't know. Um, but my final question was about the scene uh, about halfway through the movie, maybe even a little before. I don't recall exactly. But the two main characters meeting up and just having a good old cup of coffee, like Robert De Niro's character as the criminal and Al Pacino's character as this big FBI agent, like literally just sat down and had a coffee and had this super kind of casual, but also kind of tense conversation about like, if I get the chance, I'll take you out. And the one guy's like, I respect that. Ditto. If I get the chance, I'll take you out. <laughs> Not if I take, nice take you out first. <laughs> ha! I'll take you out. Take you out right now. <laughs> the back is you all over, mister. But again, not, not to reference Batman multiple times on this podcast, but that scene reminded me a little bit of the interrogation scene in The Dark Knight with Batman and the Joker about, like, Kind of De Niro explaining why he does what he does, but also Pacino explaining why why he does with what he does. But both characters still, neither one changes their mind. They both still believe what they believe in the end. Except there was less pie eating in the Joker Batman version. That's true. There was a lot less pie. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you guys know The Killing Joke is on Netflix right now? Yeah, I watched it two times already. Gary Jesus gives Christ. The Dark Knight zero pies out of ten. Yeah, no, I thought that was a, a really cool scene. Um, like I said, it was a bit more casual and, like, relaxed. And I think just, like, a, it was less, like, them combating, more just, like, talking about the same line of work and getting excited and respecting each other. Like, uh, you know, and then... It just ended with them like both stating, "I haven't changed my mind at all." I'm like, yeah, no, I haven't changed my mind at all either. You got, you got to do what you got to do, man. Right. You know? What do you guys think? So yeah, I, I I kind of agree too. Like it was a pretty intense moment. Um, at 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 basically any any moment there, I was waiting for some sort of a, a more of a threat, I guess, more of a um you know yeah obviously i'll take you down i'll take you down and i thought they're gonna keep like kind of going or maybe like um the nero was gonna like pull out a gun or something but then i kind of thought to myself uh, he's a little bit more classy in this 
in this uh, movie than that, I guess. He's not thuggish like that, I guess. So, but I was still kind of waiting for something else to happen. And um, instead of like, you know, and then also wondering like why Pacino just didn't take him down right then and there. Like why, you know, he didn't have any proof. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but it was still like, you know, he knew it and he had all the answers, but yeah, it's still like a, you know, obviously I know that he was trying to catch him in the act and like, it right. All, Cause he's, he's been in the game long enough to know that if he arrested him right then and there, it wouldn't go anywhere. Like it would might go to court, but he wouldn't get found guilty for anything. Or it would have been. So he like, there. even, even though Pacino, like I'm sure every fiber of his being like, doesn't want to let him go. He knows like he's got to wait till he actually does something. Exactly. But then how shitty do you think he felt after he got duped with the bank job? I think he felt great. He felt shitty because people died, <laughs> lots of explosions, and lots of shit was happening. He just got a sprint on, you know? Oh, yeah. Definitely out of breath and running and hoofta. Yeah, I oh. bet he felt great after that one. You know, Joe, I'll take a lesson from my driving instructor, Mr. Ertle, who did look like a turtle. Ertle? <laughs> um. <laughs> He uh, he told me that Viroqua, there's an intersection in my hometown that uh, has been wa- needing a light since I can remember. And um, they can't put one there because not enough people have died. So, what? yeah, <laughs> or there haven't been, yeah, that there haven't been enough serious accidents that they won't put a, it's not justified. So, well, I hope he said and, that, not how many people have died, because then look at the entire, like, cities and everywhere. How many people have died everywhere? He probably, <laughs> he probably like, said not enough people have died to put one there yet. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it was death. They had the city of Roca hadn't built enough, up enough of a kill streak. What? To... <laughs> they, their kill streak reward is a stoplight. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, but hair, yeah, no, it's horrible, true. Like horrible. it, it doesn't matter how much you know. It's like we know Trump's a racist, but there's no proof convincing enough to get him acquitted of anything. You know, like we know. We, he knew that Robert De Niro like, was the bank robber, but if you don't have enough, then the court's just going to throw it out. Cause... Right. Well, and even one of the early scenes when they were like surveilling them, um, they knew who all of them were except for De Niro. It was even – they uh, they even said, like, and who's that guy? And all the other cops were like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh-oh. Like, does he just go from city to city and get new crews, or? He was, yeah, he's he's good at what he did, you know, and, and real careful. But even when they, yeah, knew his name, I think, you know, which I think they figured out after a little bit of time. Um, they, it, yeah, couldn't do really anything. I think that's about it. Um, I did want to point out the action scenes. I thought were really cool. There's like no music in them, um, and I love it when a movie is confident and uh, well produced enough to where you, you don't have to, because it can obviously seem kind of weird unless something really interesting is going on. In the case of their botched 
bank job, the last botched bank job. Um, yeah, like the, there's a giant shootout and they go through the streets and it's really neat. What did you guys think of kind of like a stripped down action scene? To be honest, I didn't even realize that there wasn't music, but I guess that's kind of a testament to it yeah. just being done well. The action scenes were really good in this movie, all of them, not just the last one. Um, I really liked that I learned today, actually, that the the Marines use this movie a lot to like train new recruits on how to like wow. give each other cover when they're retreating, like how to like tactically retreat. And Val Kilmer found out that one of his reloads is actually used in training to show people how to do it right when they reload their their gun. Which is pretty nutty. I thought that was cool. I would you would think that the Marines would have like their own videos. Like Right, right. But, but I mean you got a famous cool. person doing it for you like in for the cost of a movie. I right? saw that same fact and it just, it didn't say how old it was. <laughs> I can definitely see him using it in the nineties. Yep. Probably not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, have hey, they you changed pants. the gun? Look at this Al Pacino guy. <laughs> Did you know that Robert De Niro and Al Pacino wanted their coffee scene to feel organic and real, so they didn't yes. rehearse it at all? Yeah, I read that today too. Quick facts. But yeah, that takes a special group of actors to make that work. So don't practice. <laughs> Oh, seriously. Right, because they wanted it to be awkward and no, like. I know, yeah. You know. That's, okay, uh, anti pet peeves, whatever is the thing I like, when uh, people stutter and, and stuff during a movie, like natural talk, like how people actually talk to each other, you know, instead of like perfect speech. Love that shit. Which I think I may have picked up on a little bit during that talk, but I don't know. So we learned some lessons today. Revenge is a dish best served at room temperature, but not freezing after unfreezing after freezing again. Also, that money isn't everything, but it'll buy you a lot of happiness. All right, everyone. So if you want to join along for the next episode, go ahead and watch V for Vendetta. Vendetta. And thanks for listening. That's all the hot air we have for tonight. Keep on pop, pop, popping. Pop, bitty, pop, pop, pop. Pop. Uh, uh, so... <laughs> and I just ate three cartons of fudge ripple. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.